0: Joe, Duval, Martinez, The list goes on and on, America. Yo, at a time it was all about the crime. Now somehow it's all about crime. Like we're all doing time, and yet we take little prisons. I don't understand what you think that you get in for your money. Any funny how we set priorities. They pick who first the poor and minorities. The biggest criminals all get re-elected. Could be naive, but somehow I expect it. All from the self land of the free. But well, life has a price. Freedom has a fee. Some of you want say that I'm unrealistic because I can't make the system's a You might have missed it if you weren't paying attention. The American gulags will definitely catching. Remember, we strike resemblance is something we should be for. Passionate refunders it's the Second World War. Pinochet, Franco, the Shah, Batista, the DM, Musharraf, Salazar, Marcos, Norriego, Trujillo, Hussein. Funded by our government, killing in our name, most of it is very simple. that's the complex It's of black and white. It's all context. It's black and white. Why is the are always opposite? We're productive to focus on stopping this cycle of violence. Intimidation when we define each other by our color, nation, station, and life. We love our religion instead of understanding the world. We all live in this big enough for all of us. Makes room no excuse for the way if few nations consume most of the world's wealth while millions of stars of Johnson, Ed Stone your property is theft. We don't own the serves. Governments are just gangs fighting over turf and the mafia. Military industry of war. The thin red line between the rich and the poor. coco seeds or Hassan, papa dot cordova pack up a Pot, and chung he all put funded in the name of liberty you tell me does that sound like democracy you'd have to be a zombie not to see democracy cancel for freedom but funding tyrants free speech is and free if it sounds like silence why is it news the parasol was drunk driving It's not news the machine is thriving. people in the streets only to make the back page. some celebrities sex scandals all the rage they said the sentence never the pieces of idiotic people follow the so idiotic, but an all government isn't all government it ain't To the rich, you and I just pay the rent. They sell endless war, endless fear, endless destruction. But the end is near. No matter how many crimes they commit, name, liberty is born like a phoenix of the flame.
1: This is Chris Jansen. I'm back for another week of the End Evil Podcast. I'm here to share with you thoughts, ideas, inspirations, and motivation to be a better person and to make a difference in this world. I'm here this week to speak to other truth seekers and freedom lovers out there, people that are understanding natural law and wanting to go out into the world and help others to understand that everything we do matters. And that evil, essentially, is the destruction of freedom. So if we're not working towards a better world, if we're not working towards freedom, we're actually joining the prevalent force right now of evil. I think, I got to send out a big thanks to Uh That's where I... For me, the puzzle pieces were all put together listening to Mark Passio's podcast. There were many other people who have come across on my educational journey that led me to understand and feel like I have a better understanding of what's going on in the big picture in the world. So um, I want to give thanks to Mark Passio, people like Richard Grove, people like so many other of the speakers and presenters out there back from the days of Free Your Mind Conference, and all the wonderful podcasts that have helped me to understand the things I've come to understand. And now it's my job in the world to f- try to help others and try to help you learn how to speak to others and learn how you get past the obstacles that are holding you up. Uh, you can check out the work of many other awesome speakers on onegreatwork.com, OneGreatWorkNetwork.com, I'm sorry. And more of my work there as well, as evil life my primary website. This live podcast is streaming every week on the onegreatworknetwork.com. So I have a lot of thanks for the people that are, have worked to put that together, Mark Passio's dedication, and his helpers and volunteers that have come along the way and chipped in in so many ways. It's a team effort at this point thank you to the producers today my will my producer will is helping me get connected and i appreciate his help with that this week we're going to talk about what it means to be a hero for me a big hero there are many heroes in history uh I, i think of a writer named thomas Paine, whose heroic efforts made such a big difference in the world and um Helped people even understand that freedom was important and led to many of the changes that are brought about today where we still have certain abilities to have free speech, even though there are those folks out there trying to limit it. Thanks to people in history who've written awesome books, we can understand and find these things written down and share them with others. One of these books is The End of All Evil. The End of All Evil is so simple and straightforward. That I think it's something that anybody and everybody can read You can download the PDF At New Earth University And um, I recommend to do that If you haven't yet It's the inspiration for this show And here's a quote From that book From Jeremy Locke Truth is always simple All people recognize truth Because all people are intelligent beings It is the nature of evil to create artificially complex ideas. It does this to hide or obfuscate the freedom it destroys. If you remove the complexities and fears from your life, you will find a plain and beautiful truth. This truth is the nature of your worth. This is a little advertisement I made for something that's made a big difference in my life. Uh has some more work to be done, but I'll show you what I've got so far. Hi, my name's Chris. I know many folks out there are feeling like I have, feeling trapped in your nine-to-five job. The slave grind is getting you down. You need a way to get out of the routine and lifestyle you're in and reach for something better and higher. We we can be part of a greater community. When I discovered autonomy, I discovered a whole network of people that are working towards freedom in their own lives that are working towards financial independence, and they're people with all kinds of value skill sets to share. Richard Grove's lectures provide a different mindset, which has allowed me to reapproach my entrepreneurial plans and my dreams for the future with a better state of mind where I don't let little problems stop me. I see them as opportunities. I recommend highly for you to check out Autonomy. Go to getautonomy.info and learn about the community And the information, tools, and resources that are available for you to level up your life and get out of that grind and work towards the dreams and future that you want to live. It's possible, folks. I'm going to have to say that again because I left myself on mute. For those of you who haven't checked out yet, um, another huge influence on me has been Wim Hof. Wim Hof's breathing techniques and cold therapy have made a huge influence on my life and helped with my health. And I think things like viruses are not even going to be a fear when you dig deep into Wim Hof's work and realize that your body has much more potential and you are much stronger than you think. So this today's lesson I'm going to teach you is that you are stronger than you think. You can do more than you think you can. You can push yourself harder, and we can engage our willpower and inspire one another. As we work, we inspire other people around us. One of those people that has been a big, huge inspiration to me has been Wim Hof. And so I wanted to share him with you because his work has been inspirational and life-changing for me. So if you haven't yet, go to WimHofMethod.com check it out This is a clip from Wonder your Wonder. Wish
0: If you wanna save this world Why would I When it's finally my turn The world belongs to me You can't stop me
2: no one can
1: I wasn't talking to you
2: I was talking to everyone else. Because you're not the only one who has suffered
0: once more. Who wants them back.
1: You know, so... I'll be the first to point out that Hollywood and the movies and TV shows is all inundated with a lot of deep, dark messages, in many cases um, meant to confuse us. And for the most part, I recommend people not watching television at all. All the propaganda, it's just too much. It keeps our brain from being able to be in the right frequency to be able to think deeper thoughts. However, movies... Because so many people have seen movies, I do find that they offer a very interesting way for us to share metaphors and explain the meaning of things. And that little clip there I shared from the newest Wonder Woman movie, I found very interesting because the movie did share an important moral uh, deeper truth. And that was regarding, you know, this whole um, idea of the movie was that with this object, a person can make any wish and make anything come true, which in a way is a reflection of the actual reality we live in where we can dream and make things happen. We are co-creators in this universe. We have the ability to, to think of something and dream of something, work hard on it, and actually make it happen in the real world. However, in the movie, it was done more of a silly way. Uh, you just make a wish, anything can happen. And we saw in the movie what happens when That gets out of control when people's greed just get completely out of control. We were seeing chaos all over the world. Which is actually a reflection of the real situation we have going on in the world. Where people have become too uh, normalized in the idea that it's okay to just live for yourself. And to only do things for what's best for yourself. Yet we see this in all the superhero movies and in all of our ideas of people we would look up to as heroes, in either in stories or in real life, are people that make a certain amount of sacrifice for the greater good, that are able to see what's more important in the big picture, even if it costs them. So in the movie Wonder Woman, she had to give up her own wish, you know, to have her true love back alive again in, in order to do what was right for everybody else. Whereas here we, have, we are living in a time where the propaganda coming from the mainstream media and movies will all teach you otherwise, that it's okay to completely base your life and your dreams and your hopes on what you want and to satisfy your, your desires and your wants rather than addressing the deeper needs of all people. And the deeper need of all people at this time is to understand that there is such thing as objective truth in the world. And that the things you do actually matter. And that if you just spend your days and your time one day after another just living through a grind, as I talk about in my podcast called The Slave Grind, you find yourself becoming hopeless and pointless and easily angered and frustrated. So I want to inspire you to find focus, to find purpose in your life, and to seek to be a better human being, a better version of yourself. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about this idea. What does it mean to be a hero? And how can I encourage other people to have that excitement for life, to wake up every day and look forward to the next day? Well, it's pretty hard in the world we live in because the world we live in seems so scary to anybody who even is partway awake. We can see how the um, all the controversies, the back-and-forth arguments about masks and vaccines are all intended to divide us and keep us separated. And this is the real war. War. It's not whether you take the vaccine or not, or whether you wear the mask or not. The real war is about understanding that they're trying to psychologically control you and keep you confused and divided with your fellow people to keep us broken apart in little pieces and unable to communicate because we're too easily angered and triggered by all these little... Um, differences in race or color or sex or medical decisions now another way to divide us another religion to confuse people most of it all based on things people saw on the television that they haven't really confirmed in real life they haven't actually done the science themselves to prove these things and yet we're out making accusations and declaring as if we know where really we're The whole experience of knowledge, of gaining knowledge and knowing things is all about discovering, is all about um, practicing gathering information and then sharing it with each other and arguing it out and having a back and forth disagreement until we find truth. It's not an easy process, it's a hard process. Yet the modern world wants to convince you that truth and solutions and answers will just come to you easily without hard work. And I'm here to tell you that it's doesn't work that way that it actually is going to take harder work haven't you ever heard the slogan for the greater good yet is that something that's really taught in school or in our day-to-day life it's not very often thought about is do our actions align with what's best for the greater good of all people or all life even is are any of the things we're doing in our day-to-day life Universal care for all things, for life itself In respect to the universe, in respect to nature You know, do we live based on first principles? You know, I never even heard the term first principles Through the first more than 30 years of my life It wasn't until I'm in the world of conspiracy Do I find people talking about first principles Which should be the very first things we talk about in life And these are the type of ideals that we would seek from a hero. So these are the ideals, the higher standard that you and I need to begin to hold ourselves to. What is best for all concerned? How often do we ask that question in making decisions? It's not necessarily just best for myself or just best for my little personal family. But what's best for all concerned? So there's always a balance and being a hero between making sacrifice and then protecting oneself. You know, um, when you take lifeguard training, they teach you that it's important to protect yourself. You, If you see a drowning person, the first move you make is not to just jump in the water and let them get a hold of you and pull you under the water. It's better to reach a stick and help the person pull themselves out. A lot of teaching other people is by setting an example. And there is a certain level of self-sacrifice that is required in any discipline. And what I am trying to inspire you, my listeners and friends, is to push yourself in every little way possible to be a better human being, to make your decisions for the greater good, to have universal care, to align your thoughts and deeds with moral principles, with first principles, and to think about what's best for all concerned. And um, along with that becomes learning how to protect yourself and take care of your own body, your own temple, because that is the one place you're allowed to be an authoritarian emperor, is in your own body. You know, you're you're the the boss of your own body. And pushing your body, like in the way that Wim Hof teaches, is a great way to practice self-discipline. And it also teaches your body to protect itself. in in emergency situations. And this does take a certain level of sacrifice. So there's always a balance between sacrifice and self-preservation. But what the modern world is asking you to do is just to completely give up yourself, is to let someone else make decisions for your own body down to what you wear or where you're allowed to travel. And is that really what's best for all? You know, that people are being convinced on a mass scale that's what's best for all is to stay away from each other, to be fragmented apart, to work at home from our computers, to not get too close to other human beings, to not share their air, to not share um, the very moisture of our breath, you know, is to be in fear of these things, to be in fear of nature's natural process. You know, as if there's something that exists in the world right now that's too powerful for nature to handle. So we need scientific progress in the form of certain medical mandates, and we're going to tell you what we're going to put in your body to make sure that it's safe. This is not. There's nothing heroic about following that plan. There's nothing um, that serves the greater good is to become have our race become dependent on chemicals that can only be made and synthesized in certain labs by very certain people. There's no way that that's best. For what's best for all? It just it defies logic and intuition that that could be the case. So I would like, as you go forward each week, um, follow me in the podcast and be inspired and look for these things in your life that you can change. We're going to start talking more and more in the coming weeks about actual things we do in our life and things we do on a day-to-day basis that are going to make a difference. It starts with individual choices and things you and I do that can affect others around us. We're not going to affect others by watching more information about what's wrong in the world. We know that there's a huge problem. We know that there's stealing going on in the mass, you know, in the in the form of government and universally controlled money. You know, it, we know that these things are destructive for the future of our of our humankind. So we need to work on setting a good example, and that means taking care of our own psyche and our own body. So taking care of ourselves holistically, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's my goal, is to help you do that in the coming weeks. And today I had a cool discussion um, on, on a Discord channel with uh, a good friend who's been communicating with me, Jonathan Wright, through the One Great Work Network. And he uh, reminded me the importance of our attitude. And so I put this slide together and I call it, Your attitude is one of your most powerful weapons. As you go out into the world, if you step into the world with confidence and a smile on your face and you're able to look people in the eye, it shows an air of um, confidence and understanding, and people will look to you for answers. And when you explain to people what is the difference between right and wrong, and they hear it from someone who knows it with, with a positive surety, then you know they're going to take it a lot more seriously. And you can project that in a lot of ways. Every little thing you do is being um, very sure of yourself because you've thought things out, because you've taken the time to consider what is right and wrong. And where do you stand on things? Rather than just accepting somebody else's um, kind of prepackaged idea of what should be right or wrong. So that involves some hard work is developing that attitude. You develop that attitude by doing the hard work of actually thinking about things and considering them for yourself and looking at both sides of an issue and maybe having some difficult conversations with a friend or family member and pushing the conversation as far as you can without getting angry at one another. You know, But having um, Being able to be Willing to be wrong Say hey maybe I'm wrong about that That's having a good attitude A good attitude is someone who shows up To life willing to learn And willing to make mistakes Because that is the process we go through On the process to discovering truth So a good attitude is is also um, You know being willing To be wrong and be willing to make mistakes This I'm going to share with you Is a clip, uh, clip from A movie Labyrinth I made a whole episode in my podcast about the labyrinth. I uh, can't remember which episode number it is, but if you were on End Evil Life, or you go on your podcast player under the End Evil podcast, you can find a um a cool episode about the labyrinth. I love the movie The Labyrinth from from my childhood, but it has some really good allegorical content too that that I want to share with you. And this is a scene from when uh. The hero, the hero of the movie, the heroine, she um, is being lured into this sort of fake world. In this, And it's what she loves. She loves acting. She loves dressing up and dancing. And this is the goblin prince that is enticing her to get distracted and, and to live in this world he's created for her, this fake world. And it's so similar to so many of the other um, movies we've talked about and the allegorical idea that we have going on in our world that we're trapped in this illusion and that people want to play along in this fun fantasy type world like we're all doing online with our computers and devices and creating our fake avatars and dancing around and um, during the dance for some reason I'm blanking on the hero the um, woman's name in this movie but she's coming to this realization that there's this deeper need that she's here for a reason she's and um she's supposed to save her brother from he's in the center of the labyrinth, and it's the goblin prince who's tricking her, who has the son captive and she's trying to realize that there's something important she's supposed to do, but she's wandering around and she's so distracted by all the fun things around her and here's this clip I'll go ahead and play it for you. Let me put it on the bigger screen there we go. <laughs>
2: Your mornings have gone I'll spend you Valentine's evenings Though we're strangers to now We're choosing a path between the stars I'll leave my life between the stars As the pain sweeps through Makes no sense for you Every thrill has come Wasn't too much fun at all I'll be there for you. As do-
1: And the the scene, uh, the clip cuts off right there but she grabs the chair and she breaks the glass the glass wall and the whole illusion shatters and and she's, um, the whole illusion that the Goblin King had created just disappears and shards of glass all around her and I love the symbolism here because here she is walking through this throng of masked people all living in their indulgence in their own Dream fantasy. The only people not wearing the masks, interesting, interestingly enough, this foreshadowing to the future was her and the Goblin King looking at each other. And so she's tempted by, you know, this handsome man and this dance scene that she's so excited about. So that's much like the world we live in, where we're always enticed by all these things around us. What's the next thing you want to buy? What's the next holiday that's coming up? what's the next um, thing we have to do, right? And forgetting all along that in the bigger picture there's major problems going on in the world. You know, there's bombs dropping that have been purchased with money that was taken from your paycheck. There's um, people that are hired out there all over the world doing dirty deeds for um, supposedly for your safety and for your health. Yet, how much do we really know about what's going on whenever we hear about the workings of the government and the deep state, we find out all these terrible things that have been done in other countries, all through history, not just our country, but all other countries. Whenever uh, power becomes accumulated in the hands of the few, it gets out of control like a Frankenstein. So what we need to do is, like as in the clip, is to shake our head and wake wake up from this dream that we're trapped in. Notice how she kept staring at the clock. The clock was her reminder in the movie The Labyrinth that she only had so much time before she was supposed to save her brother. And that's part of the trap that we're in, is this trap of time. You know, none of us, are, we're all left feeling at the end of the time, like end of the day, like I never have enough time to do all the things I want to do, you know? And it's so hard for us to live out our dreams and hopes because we're caught up in the rat race of paying the bills and, you know, getting the next thing we want and satisfying all of our little desires. Where I'm here to encourage you is to look at your life in a different way. Ask yourself about what, to find out what your strengths are. What is one of the most traumatic things you have ever experienced? Much like in the hero movies, what brings out your heroic nature is problems and challenges. So how did you survive the challenges in your life? The obstacles that you've overcome. How did you do it? Um, Was it a secret power? Or was it willpower? Was it personal um, particular strengths you have that other people don't have? Or that you had to develop? The tools you use in life to overcome trauma, to overcome problems, those those do become your secret powers. You draw them from deep within. You find the strength you need to get past each problem that you face in life. And if you give up and you resort to um, some artificial way of coping, whether it be getting lost in um, entertainment or drugs or alcohol or whatever, even work can be a huge distraction. You know, you're lost in the dance, like the Goblin King dance, where she's just confused, walking around in the masquerade, right? How appropriate that we're lost today in modern times in the masquerade. People that are confused about what's the right and wrong. They, they think that somehow just doing what you're told and doing what authority says is always the right thing without questioning. What are the things that actually get you somewhere in life? Well, those are things that come from within and that we all have the possibility of using. So think of the biggest obstacles you have not overcome and capitalize on the skills that you've developed in that process. Here's another clip uh, about the same thing I'm describing. The situation we have in the world of coming to awaken to the problems that we face over and over.
2: Honey, are you okay? Get in. Truman? What?
1: <laughs> what? I predict that in just a moment
0: we will see a lady on a red bike, followed by a man with flowers, and a Volkswagen beetle with a dented fender.
2: Truman, please.
0: look <laughs> Lady Flowers. And
2: Truman, this is silly. There it is! There it is! There's the did it beetle! Yes! <laughs> 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 Don't you want to know how I did that? <laughs> I'll tell you. You're on a loop. They go around the block. They come back.
0: They go around again. They just go around and rip.
2: Red and red. You know, I invited Rita and Marlon for a barbecue on Sunday. I'm going to make my potato salad, and I need you to remind me that we need more charcoal. Are you listening to a
0: word I'm saying?
2: You're upset because you want to go to Fiji, is that it? Okay. Okay. Go. I think you should save for a few months and then go. There. you happy now? I'm going to go take a shower.
0: Let's go now.
1: So, uh what I really like about this Truman show um yeah. is that here he's making these recognition that there's a problem in the world. He's seeing the same thing happen over and over, which describes, you know, the cycles we go through going through the same thing over and over in life, realizing that we're acting out like as in a play. And the Truman Show is such a good allegorical film, much like The Matrix, where a man has to come to this realization that his life is is fake, so much of his life is fake, and that he's living in somebody else's dream. Somebody else has created this whole play around him, and even his, the people he loves around him, even his wife are like actors in this play. And this is very true about the world we live in. Think about how it is when you bring up an uncomfortable topic or a subject that somebody doesn't want to talk about. They tend to make a joke or try to change the subject quickly. It's like, don't don't try to wake me up from this comfortable dream I'm in. Don't rock me from, from this wonderful, pleasant repetition and cycle that lulls me into this false sense of security. Yet, that is the world we're living in. It's much like the Truman Show. On an individual basis for each of us, it's a challenge to keep pushing ourselves to get out of that box, to keep getting out of that cycle of falling into doing what you're expected to do, to to repeat and rinse and repeat another day. Just go to work and um, do what you're told, pay your taxes, be a good girl or boy, and do it again the next day and just do what we tell you and follow all our rules and instructions and everything will be fine. But when you really think deeper about the situation and and really observe what's going on around you, observe what's happened in history and who are the people that are really pulling the strings and ask these questions. Why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing with our time? Are we supposed to be doing something with our time? Well, when you start to really ask yourself these questions and consider them on a deep level, the answers will emerge. As I've said before, I find it's good To give yourself a couple days One to to three days When you're asking yourself a deeper question You can do meditation You can do journaling Whatever method you use To look inside your own self You can find the answers you're looking for The deeper questions And you look at what happened in your life As I described the traumas The ways you got through things This is all work It it is work I'm not trying to say it's easy It's a difficult process much like Truman faced in a whole world of people around him that didn't want him to wake up from the dream that they were all um, acting in. And that is exactly the situation we find ourselves in in this world around us, where people do not want to be woken up because they they have a certain sense of security and safety. And in order to find the deeper truths, in order to reach towards the bigger picture of what's actually going on in life and what you're actually supposed to be doing with yourself and your time, it's not going to be an easy realization. It's going to be a difficult realization. There's a lot that needs to be done in the world to improve it. It requires our time and attention and will. It's not going to be an easy process. It's going to be a scary, difficult process, what I call the, jar- the dark journey, and I described in last week's episode called The Initiation, which you can view. Um, it's currently on YouTube. I will soon get it on Life as well. So this is just um, another picture from the Truman Show. Um, What I really like about the part where he stands in the street and stops the traffic is the imagery of each of us stepping up and standing and saying, no, stop. I want to stop this um, repetition of bad cycles. I'm not going to keep doing the same thing that everybody else has been doing, even though I know it's heading in a bad direction. So it's up for us to, um, I'm not saying you should, get out and try to direct traffic please don't do that, that's not the way but metaphorically speaking to stop the evils in your life and begin to stop allowing it and acting like it's okay when people are talking about things that are not correct that we have the ability to communicate with people, we can find a way to calmly and explain to people that there is a such thing as a right what is a right we can ask people questions and get to the bottom of these things, and work keep working on it because um, you know most people are happy to stay in their acting um, capabilities because it's easier. So those of us who are awake and aware and are not in the play anymore, it's our duty to try to help the others around us because if we don't, if we don't try to help them and um, we're you know. In a way, we're not helping ourselves because we're all connected. We're all part of the same web of life. And we're going to get a little bit more into that in just a minute here. Here's a couple questions to consider. How you make your decisions. Do you make your decisions based on what's best for your personal needs? Or do you make decisions on, be, um, on what's best for all concerned? As we spoke about in the beginning of the show, this is a new process I would like you to start working on, and I'm working on myself too, is when we make decisions is to ask ourselves what is the best for all concerned I think if we all ask this as a community, we could deal with many situations in a much more direct manner that um, would take in the big picture of the community involved, rather than relying on people that don't even live in a community to make decisions for it as we do now with our government structures often people far away that don't even live in a particular place or making um, choices and decisions based on what those people in that area should be doing with their life and their time which is ridiculous it's up to each of us to figure out what's best for ourselves and as we work together in our small communities that's the best way to solve problems but that takes a type of mind to actually stretch our mind enough to think about what's best for all concerned instead of what's commonly done In our society is being selfish and thinking about our own personal wants and needs and desires. And the sooner we understand that this is part of the mind control of the process that's been put in place on purpose to keep us divided, it's going to be very hard for us and others to change things. But it is possible. And we can do it. So what is it that makes a hero? This is a question I asked last week, also in the initiation episode. This is something for us to also be thinking about. What is it that we see in others that is heroic? And how do we become that and find that within ourselves? Another movie I thought of that has a pretty good explanation of some of this is the movie called The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where the hero is sent into this, this uh, gauntlet maze where he's hunted down, basically, you know, for the whole experience. And um, he's televised. They play him on the news and actually change the history of what actually happened by manipulating the screen. And this is a great thing about this science fiction movie because it describes the future we're actually entering into, where the powers that be can create a different reality by showing people images on the screen, even if they're concocted, even if they're put together in a way that's not truthful and honest. And many people will fall for it, believe it. Here's a little clip from the movie.
2: Get set, Killian.
0: I'll be back. Only in a rerun.
2: Go!
1: So from there, um, he begins facing all these enemies who try to kill him, of course. But I thought it was interesting that in this clip, uh, as he was sent out into um, his battle for life, that it, that they went through these tubes. And in last year, in the initiation episode, I shared a clip from The Matrix, and then um, that also showed Neo falling through this tube. Which symbolizes, you know, our journey into a new life And all these stories of heroes The other one I showed was a clip from the movie The Wolverine, The Origins Where at the end he jumps off a waterfall And it's this coming, this falling into water like when we're born You know, we're in the sack of water And we fall out, you know, through this waterfall of um, experience into a new life and so that's kind of what I'm describing for all of us is to, to have a rebirth, a spiritual growth experience where we help ourselves to be reborn into our purpose, our true purpose. And what is our true purpose? What are we really here for? That's what I would like to challenge you to begin thinking about. How do you become the person you want to be? How do you become a person who's a hero for others? Well, um, here's... A couple images I have in front of us here. Oops, let me go back to those images. Um, On the one side we see the garbage lady from the movie Labyrinth. And she has um, all of her things strapped to her back. And she is always trying to convince the hero of the story to keep collecting more things. And look at all the wonderful things that you have. And that's sort of like describing the world we live in. That's so focused on the material things around us. And all the things we need to make us happy. And as if we're going to make ourselves a better person by gathering more things. you know. And, and that can even go as far as people that just keep learning and learning and learning and never do anything with what they've learned and don't spend the time to share it with others. Just keep it to themselves. To just keep accumulating knowledge at a certain point is not helpful. It's like the garbage lady. You're just building up more stuff. Becoming a better person and doing things in the world that help others and that make you feel good about being here on this planet is more of a process of the other picture which is um, showing a statue or something that's been carved out of stone that's taken a lot of time it's taken a lot of hard work and there's been a lot of removal and that is the process as i'm describing about the rebirth you know like so many of these sci-fi movies show the hero going through some type of initiation some sort of trauma and then a reawakening in a new world, like in the Truman Show or the Matrix or the Running Man or um, any of these movies, the Wolverine being born into this new life, you know, dropping out of the waters of the womb. And then as we live this life, what are we here for? What are we supposed to be doing? Are we supposed to be accumulating things and and then um, someday we just die and it's all over? Well, I think that this process is more about a taking away, about learning what our deeper self is, our inner self. Finding your inner inner hero is carving away all the BS and all the outside stuff that you don't need. And since our society and the propaganda from the entertainment industry and the politics and the the, um, elite class of the world trying to convince you that you're worthless and that you're the things... That you really um, feel deep down don't matter. And you don't want to look at them because they're scary. They don't want you to do this hard work of finding your inner self. Because if people, more people like you and I, do this hard work and find our inner stone, you know, the things inside of us that are super strong, that can't be broken, and we're firm in our understanding of what's right. Then we become immovable like stone, and the more of us that become that way, the harder we are to topple or divide. We can't be so easily. Um, think about the woman who's got all the, in the picture who's got all the junk on her. If somebody's all piled up with stuff, it's really easy to push them over. Whereas, you know, the other metaphor is of the statue that's strong. You know, it's been carved into this sleek, but firm and strong shape that's not easily destroyed. So that's the process of becoming a hero. It's not um, getting more stuff or becoming more. It's a taking away and giving up of things and finding what's left. You know, Like the phoenix and the flames, we arise. So one thing we talked about last week in the initiation process is to stop lying to yourself. This is um, a statement we need to keep reviewing as often as possible. And keep looking at the points in our lives for things that are, that are triggering us and making us emotional. And ask ourselves, why? Why do I get emotional about this? Why do I get a reaction to this particular subject? And work on that. Work on understanding that. When you're fully conscious of where your emotions are coming from and why you're feeling them, then you, you're able to see with greater clarity. You're able to make decisions with great clarity, even amongst emotion. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have emotions. It's good to experience anger and sadness and anxiousness. All these emotions exist for a reason, to help us realize things, to wake us up to what's going on around us. So rather than avoiding these feelings, we want to accept these feelings and understand where they come from and why. Because these are the sign markers in our life, our emotions and the things that, that traumatize us to help us be aware of what needs to be done and what our work is here for, and how to heal those wounds. It's a constant process of being attentive and aware of things that make us uncomfortable, and um, learning to be uncomfortable with, um, learning to be comfortable with discomfort is part of the process of becoming a hero, is being able to do things that other people can't do. And um, the heroic trait that I keep trying to describe, I've brought up in past episodes of my podcast and this is an illustration of what I see going on in the world around us is a fragmentation a pulling away from the whole imagine if we look at the whole of life as the earth planet it doesn't matter what shape you imagine it to be but I'm talking about all of life here this whole creation that we're living here on and there's people in the world that want to cut it up into little pieces and own this piece or that piece, and think that they can do whatever they want or think whatever they want and force other people to do things their way. And they understand very well that by keeping people fragmented, people can't connect into the energy and power that is the wholeness of life. And there's an incredible abundance of energy and power available to us on this planet and with these bodies that we have. But it's going to take us re- understanding the idea of interconnectedness that that our reality is woven in with the reality of those around us and we were all co-creators and we all been given this incredible valuable gift of life and being able to make choices and if we don't allow our choices to be so limited and we keep ourselves communicating with one another then we can increase that connection and one of the things that first brought this whole idea of connection to me was um, from a movie called Mind Walk. And I'm going to show you a little clip from that movie that I found very inspiring. Um, This whole movie is just a conversation between um, an artist, a poet, and a physicist. But this is just one clip out of Mind Walk. I highly recommend you can look it up, find it, I think it's even on YouTube, Mind Walk, the movie.
0: ...our capacity to respond, isn't it? Communications, data banks, technology. We already have the tools to deal with a lot of these problems, even if they are more complex. Candide himself, the eternal optimist.
2: But don't you see that, that all these new technologies, they're causing more problems than they solve? In medicine, for example, there's been an overwhelming increase in technology, but the costs have spiraled concurrently. It's become medicine for the rich. And public health hasn't improved significantly, although public health would improve dramatically if we just changed our eating habits, for example. But instead, the experts are occupied with making artificial hearts. But if our agribusiness had fed us better instead of chopping down the rainforests in order to make cattle ranches, in order to produce more and more red meat, which is one of the direct causes of heart attacks, then maybe we wouldn't have to spend so much of our money on artificial hearts, and so on and so on. Well, this is all examples of interconnectedness. Examples of interconnectedness. Interconnectedness.
1: All right, supposing that you're right and everything is connected to everything else, as you say. Still, you've got to start somewhere, don't you? So that's the real political question here. Where do you start?
2: By changing the way we're seeing the world. You see, you're still searching for the for the right piece to fix first. You don't see that all the problems simply are fragments of one single crisis. A crisis, a crisis of perception. A crisis of perception.
1: So that's one of our big problems in the world, is the crisis of perception. The crisis of perception is the problem in the world, that most people are perceiving that everything's fine, that everything's going to go back to normal. They're okay with the new normal, even though it's been a manufactured normal, even though there's people that have been pulling the strings um, from behind the curtains, that The fact that so many people are willing to accept this modern reality, this new normal, as being the truth is part of the problem. So what can we do about it? Well, as individuals, we can work on being the people that stand out. This is actually a time of great opportunity for those of us who are brave and those of us who see the problems in the world to become the heroes in the world for others to look up to. This is what we need to help people understand, that freedom and morality are directly proportional. As morality increases, freedom increases. As morality declines, freedom declines. This, another way of stating this law would be to say that the presence of truth and morality in the lives of people in any given society is inversely proportional to the presence of tyranny and slavery in that society. So in other words, the longer we let things keep going the way they've been going, the more we allow future generations and humanity to degenerate into more chaos and more trauma. But those of us who decide to stand against that and learn to say no, and put out our voice explaining to people that it's not right to steal from others and that coercion is never going to be the way of peace, that we need to work on our individual Ability to defend ourselves and defend our property and understand what property is and what rights are, that a right is an action that does not cause harm to others. And when we do this hard work and keep working on it and keep working on it, even when it's difficult and other people don't want to hear it and other people don't believe it, we keep putting our energy and willpower into the law of freedom, we will see results. But we need to put it out there strong like the type of propaganda that the enemies are putting out, which is overwhelmingly destroying any um, truth that might be emerging. So those of us like you and me that are talking about this type of thing need to work a lot harder on getting this information out far and wide so future generations have an opportunity to learn these things and not fall for the tricks like you and I did. And on that fact, I'm working on um, a project I call Find Your Inner Hero, That's a lot of the information you're hearing tonight in this episode. And I'm continuing to write down information, um, make little videos, and inspirational things for other folks. So you can join me in this process. If you go to my website, my new website, chrisjansen.com, you can sign up for my email list. In my email list, I will connect with you. And I will send you this information I'm working on, give you hints and tips and inspiration for your own personal life on how to level up and to find your inner hero and join the One Great Work Warriors. So um, it's an opportunity that I'm putting out there for free just to uh, create a tribe of people like me that want to make a difference in the world and that want to level themselves up and to be a hero for others. We can inspire one another. You know, it's the more we all work together on this, the easier it gets. So I'm going to create places for community to share our wins and to encourage one another. But to get on that process, to be part of that team, you need to go to my website and sign up and get on the email list so I'll be able to reach you. And you can also keep coming back here Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific and um, watch the show on the OneGreatWorkNetwork.com so this is my last little clip I'm going to share with you tonight this is from last week it's just another um, way of trying to inspire you to take action in your life and to uh, do some little thing every day to become more of a hero qualities that I've been working on and that I recommend you to work on is to engage your willpower we can find little ways to do this in our day to day life in the things we do and the choices we make one thing that I started quite a bit quite a long time ago was starting by starting my day with a breathing meditation. Um, recently, I put a new challenge to myself. This is working on my physical self, but often, like I pointed out, the physical and the mental and the spiritual are all connected in so many ways. And so when you make a mental decision to do something that's going to aid your body physically, it, it's also a spiritual journey. Because it takes getting past the obstacles that, that are holding you back. So some of these things we do in our day to day life, engaging our willpower, are symbolic. Okay? So one little thing I've been doing recently is because I've been studying the work of Wim Hof, who I the Iceman, who I see as a, a hero, is um, working on um, building up my tolerance for cold water. And here for you I'll show a little video. This is, um, a rainy morning. It looks pretty bright out. But it was, you know, it was 50 degrees in the pool there. And here I'm doing some quick breathing. I'm playing this fast. You, you can see it's raining out. And um, you know, it was 7 in the morning and I've been making myself do that on days when I don't work. Try to toughen myself up. And it's just one little thing. For you, it might be something else. It might be going for a jog. It might be calling somebody you haven't talked to for a really t- long time. It, it might be um, bringing up a difficult subject. It might be doing your first video online and sharing it in front of people, even though you're not sure if it's good enough. You know, um, Obviously, I'm no Wim Hof. It wasn't an f- ice frozen lake. It was just a 50 degree pool. But for me, it was a challenge and it took willpower to get past you know, the fear of being cold. And so Every day we can do little symbolic gestures like that. Um, Another one I recommend is doing some sort of thankful meditation in the morning, some sort of prayer. You know, get your feet. So, my friends, I'll leave you with that thought for tonight. Engage your willpower. Think of things you can do to level up your life and push yourself to um, step up to that next level. And that might be just working on a relationship that's not going so well. That might be um, working on your financial future, putting yourself in a place where you can do more to help others. That might be making your first video online. Um, That might be connecting with other freedom individuals. Like I said in the beginning, join autonomy. You can um, join Facebook groups, look on Instagram, find people that are talking about these things and connect with them. Um, Get off of the mass media propaganda and get onto your own project of making a difference in the world and forming your own community and being the change in the world. I hope you're inspired. I hope you find some ways this week to step up to the plate and make a difference Thanks for listening to the End Evil podcast. Check out endevil.life, and I will be back next week. Thanks, folks.
0: Is the only time I really feel free. It's like ever be to help me. So, my thoughts out. Keep on pushing when I want to drop. I remember, two bodybuilding used to sing to me. have been feeling like a rapper was a thing to be. A way to tell my stories, express myself. Let out my well, rage and my pain, and even ask for help. And now I'm in the limelight. Cause I'm rhyme tied. Fucking minutes is a star. Gotta shine bright. Trying to do what's right, now just what's so easy. It's hard to be righteous in the world. this easy. Nothing but love For my folks in the struggle. With the playing the game. or calling the hustle. I want to smoke that booty. yo, it ain't my thing, but I can't hate. I'm too busy trying to organize to smash the stage. And yo, yeah, I well, can't afford to write no rhymes about rent. Just like I can't afford to wrap my toes in tents Instead of picking these rhymes, I'm a combat boot. So what you when you say that you need that loot. Drop an old, beat up, pick up truck. The cab is cramped, the mileage sucks. But it's least to it get me from A to B. Besides, I'm to drive, not for y'all to see. It's like ice Cube said, Oh, man, don't be material. The fact that I'm breathing at all is a miracle. Man, folks, in the struggle, get killed, but still, as long as I'm alive, I gotta keep it real I'm a boy, I'm a poet, I'm a rapper, I'm a style Just another man who's glad to be alive I'm passionate, pushing it, making these moves Stepping up my game know been broke for far too long. Gotta stay strong. Scotch, Irish, Wells, Manx, Cornish, and so on. For all my balls and my poets and my rappers and scribes. No matter where you come from, it's time to thrive. So let's do the damn thing. Like snack eggs, swang, this is Beltane Spy. Check this out with I got a warrior soul. Hip hop beats, right, folks, for my folks to get you on your feet. Cause fusion is the future and the future's now. All I really want is freedom. Questions how. Head full of ideas, gotta let the mouth Keep on rapping, y'all, there rain, no doubt. I love music, love life. Love my family and friends and it all phones full go back to web again.